0: I haven't seen it, but I've watched some of those clips to be okay. on the Eastern website.
1: We are live. I listened to it all.
0: Welcome to Men of Torah and the Jerry Seinfeld Review. It's <laughs> very <laughs> yeah, educational. I wish. That's right. He's Jewish. That's right. Yeah, He, he is, is Jewish. Jewish. Scott, how are you? Well. Good. You. Good. Good. I are All right, well, let's jump into it. For those of you who weren't here last week, uh, we went through uh, Romans 6. Uh, 7, 8, and 9? 9 through, 9 9 through 9 11. 9, 10, and 11. 9, and 11. Uh, so tonight we're actually going to finish the book of Romans. 12 through 16, all in fell swoop. So uh, grab your, your study guide and uh, we'll pick up on page 45. As the uh, first 11 chapters, um, Paul has given us this single standard of righteousness, being the Torah. And uh, demonstrating that men are without excuse. We've got the revelation in creation, specific revelation in the Torah. And everybody's falling short. So he goes through the chosen, elected, saved, and and all of that. And um, and then sends several chapters talking about the people chosen by God, pardoned. um, And kind of parallels with the the veil metaphor that uh, he uses in uh, 2 Corinthians 3. And the same thing Moses uses in Deuteronomy 30. Uh, so getting out of the theology, we get to Romans chapter 12, which is, you know, pretty much the second half of the book, and uh, and we jump in there. So let's, um, just to get our, our minds back in it, uh, somebody read me the uh, first couple of uh, paragraphs or two
2: of Romans 12, please. I have it here. as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we, though many, are one body and Messiah and individually one members one of another having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching the one who exhorts in his exhortation the one who contributes in generosity the one who leads with zeal the one who acts of mercy with cheerfulness
0: Nicely done. Scott, get got uh, another
3: paragraph for us? sure do If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil; overcome
0: evil with good. Well, there you go. So, a um, whole lot of righteous living and uh, how to do it. There, the. Um, um, usar.
2: Read, usar. Yeah, it almost reads like the Proverbs. Yeah. You know, one little line time Yeah, little another. time, line at a time.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, the the way that a lot of the folks in the church, especially in the seminary, are taught. Um, that the Gospels and the Acts are descriptive of what happened, and the Epistles, especially Paul's, are prescriptive on how we should live. And for many uh, in the Church, they are raised to believe that you don't really need the Old Testament, I mean, after all, it's old, right? So you don't need that. 37% of the Bible, you know, it's gone. You don't need that. You can just stick with the... uh, with the back portion of it, there it's not thirty seven. What is sixty seven percent? Seventy?
4: Yeah, I was going to say you've got the they got you got it backwards. Yeah, parts. yeah, so it's yeah.
0: Sixty seven percent. So, um, so here, many have, have said, if you want to know the gospel, read the first half of Romans. If you want to know how to live, now that you've accepted the gospel and the the good news of Messiah, then read the second half, and it's all you need. It's the Bible in a nutshell. So, how do you respond to that? Is that well, how do you feel
2: about that? Is that what Paul was trying to employ? Well, I would say that your Christian walk, quote unquote, is going to be um, a lot of bumper stickers if you basically make the second half of chapter 12 of Romans your model for living. There's a lot of really good stuff here, but this is like fleshing, you know, uh, this is not even putting flesh in the bones. This is like, uh, you know, um, aphorisms. Uh, Putting on, yeah, it's 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 like it's like uh, it's like you know, uh, putting on your tie at the end of getting dressed for the morning. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. It's supplemental though to the okay. bulk of what's in the Torah. I mean, when he makes comments here, um, things like "Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord." Well, that only makes sense if you know what "serve the Lord" means. Otherwise, this is a like I said, it's a great thing to put on your billboard by your church, but unfortunately it doesn't mean anything unless you have a context so Remember, no meaning on the no
4: context Go ahead. verse 12 um, ends in at least in the new American standard translation uh, you know, he says you know, be devoted to prayer yeah, I've got constant in prayer right well that, that has the, the way you understand that can be wildly different depending yes. on That's how you understand <laughs> prayer from a Jewish perspective. Sure, or right?
0: or continual or constant. Right. Or devoted to. Um, right. If if you've got a a, a a tamid offering and you understand the regularity and, and the
4: being committed to pray at those set times yeah. every day. That's pretty devoted. You it, it requires a a intentional devotion yeah. to do that.
2: Yeah that's good that's good what else but my point was just to say that like a way to the Torah in the in the scope not to, not to denigrate the chapter 12 by any means you get so much more um, items there we talk to things like do not be slothful and zeal I mean we read over and over and over again what God told Abraham or Moses to do something and in the morning they get up and they do yeah. this and that yeah. whole idea sure. of is a, the Jewish concept of being quick do good Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. in the Torah
0: sure I get it
2: yeah I'm, I'm
0: with it. Bumper stickers, aphorisms. Perhaps this is why many in the church, at least that I've met and worked with, their faith seems shallow. They don't, they don't have a whole lot of depth. Or you
2: add whatever every interpretation you want.
0: How do I think this applies to me? Or how do I pray constantly? Yeah, go ahead.
4: So, again, from my perspective, this is all really good musar. It's all, it's all addressing... The midots of the heart, the character mm-hmm. traits, I the than ethical.
2: It's the ethical, exposition.
4: It's the ethical um, uh, teachings, but it's not halakha. Very little of this is, is, would qualify as halakhic, right? Because halakhic is is nitty gritty details, specific. Yeah, you know, we do this or we don't do that. This is not that. This is not halakhic. Exactly. This is just saying. This is exhortation to develop these positive attributes and character traits in your life, which should be reflective of someone who has a relationship with God and is uh, committed to and devoted to living out life in obedience
0: to him. Amen. And I think we would all agree that over, over the weeks and weeks that we've been going through this, there has not been another listing of halakhic commands that Paul has given to anybody, Jew or Gentile, and in fact we've seen many times again and again, where he's expecting that the Gentile communities that he's writing to are going to be reading, studying, and keeping the Torah. So if that's the case, then you know, I, I think uh, Joshua said it before how if how do you serve God? How do you know what's acceptable to God? Because it's surely not from this list. And it... Wh- where would you go? Don't don't just say the Torah. That's just a little wide. Give me give me some specifics. Where would you look to see what pleases God? I gave you uh, a couple of verses here just to kick it off to see um, what some of the prophets were saying. Um, to, can we, can we go around can somebody grab those you guys got it Joshua um, the younger can you give me Psalm 19.14 you got a bible there can you give me uh, Proverbs 10.32 you got the next one Proverbs 15 somebody did what 8 15.8 and uh, you know, Proverbs one three. what do you got Joshua
2: let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O Lord my rock and my redeemer
0: that one's so cool why does that sound so familiar? It's in the city. It's in the city. So it's <clears throat> constant prayer, you would know that. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Yeah. why does that sound so familiar? Um, but it, and it's also a model, right?
3: The expressions of my mouth, which is not what we're taught traditionally growing up.
0: Is prayer. Mm-hmm. That's right. We we we've learned that. When Jews pray, it's always audible, and when they're just thinking to themselves, we call that meditation. thinking, <laughs> meditation. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, it's not prayer, right? Mm-hmm. But the the expressions of your mouth, the meditations of your heart, two different things. Mm-hmm. Cool, good, um, and then praying that they would be acceptable. Great job. Who had Proverbs 10? Was that you? <clears throat> the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Hmm. how would the lips of who? The righteous? How would they know that? They've got to be told. Paul does not express
2: it in Romans twelve, so I I... But the book of Leviticus talks about not being a gossip monger among your people. Yeah. We've got um,
0: a whole lot of chapters Leviticus 19 comes to mind twenty, yeah
4: yeah 15 yeah. sure, sure. Well, there starts there. laying out oh, there. There oh, boy, over, there over, but they're
2: all detailed and that's the thing I guess is the difference is um the Proverbs and Paul's comments are fantastic for giving you like motivations and um, quick and easy ways to remember what you're supposed to do uh, inspirational sayings and a couple of like you know um Almost like, don't lose track of this. This is especially important. You probably should do it this way. Okay, good. But but they're not like um, but they're not they're not the manual for how to do everything.
0: So I'm hearing from you. What's always frustrated me, and if we just start with Romans, I've I've got the Cliff Notes on right. what I haven't
2: read yet. Right, that's a great way to see it.
1: What do you got, 15.8? Yeah, yeah. What's 15.8? The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. Nice. That fits in with what we just saying.
5: That's good. And then uh, 21.3, together? To do righteousness and justice is more
0: acceptable to
5: the Lord than
0: sacrifice. Doing righteousness and justice is pretty tough if you haven't read the Torah and you don't know even, how can I be just with you? If I bust your, your lawnmower... Do I just need to fix the lawnmower? Or would Do you I want? replace it? Is there some kind of compensation
1: that we need to deal with? I think I, there's
2: 20 <coughs> points coming from Do so I walk <laughs> home and laugh too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: too bad about you. are a lawnmower.
1: It is kind of interesting to think about where the tour is detailed and where it's not. Because, like, That's true. I, I feel like the tour, I mean, a gossip monger is a, a, tricky, a tricky one, too. True. Like, the Hobbit Skyen came around and literally changed the game when it came to what does like mean? What is evil speech? Right, Because it wasn't defined. And another thing that's the commandment is barely defined either. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? Right. It's almost up to the interpretation of the reader. And of course, it is an encompassing thing for the whole Torah so when we have specifics I mean that was a great example the Torah literally spells out exactly what you're to do if you break something yeah. that you've borrowed yeah. from someone yeah. so it's cool to see like there are times when it's explicit and as Rabbi Jonathan Sachs points out the, the tabernacle the details of the tabernacle are mm-hmm. extremely detailed to yeah. the point we can almost recreate it today without any extra text yeah. but then there are other places where it's like now this is where the, the whole Torah kind of comes into play, and that's kind of what the Chovetz Chaim did, Was he basically said, this isn't the only verse where this talks about this, and he just extrapolates it from everywhere about all these things related to speech.
4: So if I could maybe um, take a slightly different perspective, I think from a Jewish perspective, I think Judaism would say you yeah, take something like gossip. You know, gossip, mongering. Yeah. Yeah. I think Judaism would say no. The the Torah, the Torah is detailed on that. Really? Yes. From the Jewish perspective. Oh,
6: okay.
2: Right. When it to
6: Miriam. Whenever she does the hara against Moshe's wife, well, uh, I mean, right from but
7: the G- Jewish, Jewish perspective, uh, is broader. than the Torah? Torah. Yeah, they've, they've got
0: the
3: yeah, they've, okay. they've got the Talmud. So, for, so, so the Oral so War. the Talmud's right. so so
4: time comes along, right? And and yeah. yeah, he he takes all of the understanding from all of the Torah according to, according to Judaism, right? Sure. And then. Builds this, you know, it, it elaborates on it with, you know, and kind of takes it to this next level in terms of practical application and whatever. And now the hope time is like this, the this, this standard, so to speak, if you want to learn about the yeah. Shanharad, you, you go there. Because he kind of, but Judaism, I think, would, would argue you no, know, the, the Torah tells us exactly what that is and what, it, what it's not.
0: Which, of course, why they would teach us that you can't you can't understand the written Torah right. without the oral. Torah.
4: Just like the, just Judaism would say. You no, know, the Torah is is very explicit on what work is and what it's not.
2: Right. Oh, interestingly enough, in looking at your comment earlier about love your neighbor being very vague, ironically, the areas where I think Paul sometimes is a lot more detailed are actually some of the areas that are a bit vague in in the Torah. Um, for example, on the issue of Love Your Neighbor, he does go into quite a, he, kind of like the Chofetz Chaim does, he's pulling these different places. He's got a verse from Proverbs, and he's got a verse from, I think, Psalms here, and sure. compacting how you should treat vengeance. You know, he's yeah, got, yeah. He, we. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, he's got this long exposition on how to respect authority. It's really, I mean, there's like one verse in the entire Tanakh that deals with that, or two, And he extrapolates an entire principle and and then lays out kind of what that looks like, at least in general terms. So in some ways, I I mean, in my mind, it's almost like you sort of see some of what Judaism has done um, with the commandments and extrapolating onto them and discussing them and whatnot. And you see that in some of Paul's writings. um, So that ironically enough, the areas where he has more to say is sometimes in areas where the Torah is Less clear, yeah. But but without the Torah, you end up with kind of this sort of half-hearted, yeah, muddled, weird. Yeah, it's very sure. confusing.
0: Yeah, I I tend to think that loving your neighbor is is pretty robust at times, right? You know. So oh. um,
1: well, I, I got What I love about to to Joshua's point about Paul, he comes up with one of the most famous definitions of love ever from First Corinthians. He literally just lays out exactly what love is. And so then it's it's there it's in those those, uh, flushing out of that concept that you can more deeply understand how it applies to your neighbor.
0: Sure, I mean I think the master did the same thing, right? Right. And
1: yeah. and certainly, you know, if you go to uh, is
0: it Deuteronomy twenty six or sixteen? Must be twenty six. Sixteen's got the uh, festivals in right? the three festivals. Yeah. It must be twenty six. Um, you, know, you if your neighbor, maybe it's a little bit of twenty. Anyway, your neighbor's ox, you know, you find your neighbor's ox or something like that. You, you care for it, feed it, your enemies it going, enemy's ox, the whole deal, right? And you do it until he comes to find it, you know, you go for a look for it. It's the same thing if you find a wallet in the subway. Do you guys know what a subway is? Yes. <laughs> it's a sandwich. No. Um, <laughs> if, um, if you find your, uh, you know, a wallet... You know, where I come from, you know, you open it, take the money out, and throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> really that knows.
4: would be the logic that of barely does not what you do. Like, you take the credit card and run to the store and charge as much as you can. As <laughs> quick as you can. <laughs> and what store is it always? The Apple Store. Yeah. Yeah. Every
1: yeah. time yeah. I've had a credit yeah. card compromise, it's like, did you yeah. try to pay $5,000 at the Apple yeah. Store? Sure. In, in Milwaukee? Know. No, <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking.
6: I
0: think No. no. <laughs> yes, sir. Got it, Alex.
6: I'm gonna throw a loop and go from a different perspective here the Mm -hmm. cultural and societal structure here Um, so bear with me Um, We in the Western mind have a a Mentality which is guilt versus innocence. We're a nation of law. That's how we think we don't base things off of impulse or emotion we have a set of rules that we must follow if I go and um, hit somebody and they retaliate and start fighting me back With Excessive force they're just as liable to get in trouble as I am for it initiate that now Let's go a little further. The Far East has a system and a mentality and a culture of Fear versus reverence, especially to their gods. They want to appease the gods They don't want the gods to smite them or to cause pestilence or havoc to come upon them. So they do these various um, seances and moves Um, Africa, um, think of India and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. in order to appease them, in order to stay in a right standing with them. Mm -hmm. Now let's go Mm -hmm. to the Middle East. The Middle East is honor versus dishonor. It's not a system of laws. There is laws, but that only takes a secondary role to if someone dishonors me, I need to take whatever means necessary to restore my family honor. You see this entirely um, in the Islamic culture where they put women on a pedestal and if the woman does anything to compromise the honor of the husband or the family
5: an infidel
6: then the husband not only has a um, responsibility of restoring his honor by killing his wife but also whoever she marries uh, um, an infidel in that mindset so what I'm going at is we see over here that it talks about vengeance it talks about evil for evil when people slander you it talks about your enemy and how was the proper response in the Middle Eastern, during that time to um, repay? Was to restore your honor. Mm-hmm. So Israel was constantly surrounded by this mentality of honor versus dishonor, and they actually was compromised a lot on it. We see um, David whenever he was um, asking, um, oh, um, who was it when he was running from Saul, and he asked some bread from App, yeah Abigail's ex-husband. He said, no, I mean, do I feed every slave that runs away from his master? Mm. And David's response was very harsh. I mean, um, Abigail's husband really had a right to say, no, this is my stuff, and you are an outlaw from the king. Yet David's response was, surely as Adonai lives, if one man um, is left alive in that family by morning, you know, may it be upon me. Yeah, that could so, be
0: Abigail's husband. It that was,
6: that was the other guy. It was a his <laughs> second one. wasn't? Abigail? It Abigail, Abigail
2: is the one intervening. She comes to David yeah. and says, "Look, my guy, my husband's name literally translates to fool. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> my um, husband's an idiot. Right. It's not a eye. <laughs> it's a fact.
0: You're right. You're right. It wasn't. Was. It wasn't yes. her, her ex husband because he died."
6: Right. Yeah. But in you're, right, you're right. Okay, so what I'm trying to get at is I think it's addressing this issue here, too, of honor versus dishonor. That, you know, you got this concept of this Frenchman going up with a glove and smacking someone upside the face and say, oh, you know, offer to a duel, and oh, you know, it's very dishonoring, so let's, you know, mm-hmm. take out some mm-hmm. pistols mm-hmm. and face each other off. Um, and that was the very same concept that was prevalent in Israel um, at this time. So I think... This is also something that's being addressed, which we don't typically see because we're like the Romans. We have a set of rules and laws that we follow. That's why the Roman who flogged Shaul was in fear for his life. Why would he need to be in fear for his life or his job? Or on the flip side,
0: when uh, Paul badmouthed the high priest and smacked him across So I like how the... Torah tries to
6: play this parallel between honor and dishonor and the law I think it was a very hard hard concept for a lot of Israel's Israeli Hebrews to grasp because Mm -hmm. of their
0: proximity in the world at the time it could have been, I like that Um, and as law abiding people Paul is, is pointing them to that law and that law is the Torah you know, whereas it might not be in our country, um, that's good. That's good. All right, that was great. So, at, at one at one point in one of those four verses, um, the righteous know how to serve the Lord. I think is is the one I brought up. But how, how do you serve? The lives the of the righteous know what is acceptable.
4: Yeah, maybe that was or it, or Maybe was the other one there. Who well, does righteousness and justice? Or something oh, like that? That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that's, in Proverbs 21. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: how do you serve the Lord? How do you do that? Paul even mentioned it in uh, in chapter 12. How do you, how do, you do it? What, what? I mean, he didn't tell us in chapter 12, right? So how do you do it?
6: Shouldn't be a trick question. Identifying the attributes of God and walking out them accordingly,
0: <laughs> following His commandments. I like that one. <laughs> following is really basically just following. Do to what God. He said to do. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think it needs to be really, um, really tough. But
8: I'd say Torah because you said be more specific. So, Torah. so that's why we're specific. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That was taboo. Okay. following directions. Right, right. That's good. That's good.
2: Yes, sir. By obeying all his commandments with the right spirit.
0: Did you write down your homework? Yes. Nicely done. Mm -hmm.
1: Nicely done. And And faith as well. Because Paul emphasizes that a few times here. Where it's
2: like, do all of this, but it needs to be with faith. Sure. Because without faith it's impossible to please. I think Mm -hmm. Josiah really has something, because the context of serve the Lord in this passage, (coughs) if we're to read this verse as being a single thought, which... You know, thank you, Latin monks, for mm-hmm. breaking it down mm-hmm. that way. But if it is meant to be a single thought, it's do not be slothful and zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Again, the the reference that I think of when I read this passage is is Abraham, who literally served the Lord when the three you know divine uh, angelic beings those show up. Men, those three men. Those three guys, up. men, quote unquote, show up at his, at his tent. He's in pain from circumcision three days earlier, according to tradition. So he gets up, and he's but he's hustling. He's going all over the place. He's telling you know his wife take care of this. He's getting uh, quick kill the fat and make sure they have something to drink. You know, and so literally serving the Lord yes. in this context, which is in the context of again being zealous, being fervent, being you know acting with alacrity, alacrity and dispatch. So I feel like there's there's almost that illusion there to get back to. Serve the Lord is is all these things. It is obedience, but it's doing it with the right attitude and with that, um, that quickness. Well done. Yes, sir.
4: I'd love to get just some thoughts on verse 1 uh, where he says, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies of living and holy sacrifice. How do you guys um, understand that passage? what is that what is the implications of that in anything we do or how we walk
7: I uh, shared one time in the group how coming into Torah observant walk that I was finally saying okay now we can you know we have a spirit soul and body and now i can see how we can use our bodies to glorify the lord a lot of congregations kind of feel like oh the body is the evil part that's the flesh you know you're always struggling with your flesh but now now our body can be part of you know being a spiritual person and Hmm. glorifying god so i would say that your body is how you do
6: Of revelations, um, those who you know, the stoning of and love their life not unto death. Um, oftentimes, we think of God as not liking human sacrifices, but it's in the context of an unwilling sacrifice. But I think, in the case of like the stoning of Stephen, who offered himself up as a living sacrifice for the glory of the kingdom and for the expansion of the kingdom, and I see that throughout history um, with many martyrdoms, I think those who take the old. Sacrifice, which is their bodies, it is a perfect example that you shouldn't compromise, you shouldn't waver um, in Roman aggression by um, even even your job or your life expectations um, on how you react how you believe and how you walk out your faith.
2: And then on a day-to-day basis, you get—we were talking about, uh, I guess you guys were talking about without me a couple weeks ago about the flesh versus the spirit. Right. So presenting your body is a living sacrifice both the ultimate sacrifice, if the call to that level, but then daily sacrificing your flesh in the sense of not doing what your flesh wants all the time. Not looking at that thing that you really want to look at, not touching that thing that you really want to touch. You're not supposed to. Not eating the ham sandwich, you know, and so on and so forth. Maybe at least once a day a year, not eating at all. And you kind of get that idea that being the body into subjection Mm -hmm. is in the context of this that, that spirit versus flesh, where the things of God, the things of the body, are not to say the things of the body are evil, but they're your needs with no restraint. And by reigning that in, it's as though you're offering it as a sacrifice. And then of course, yeah, if you get to the I mean, the ultimate level is literally dying for God. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about that in this verse know. because it's a living sacrifice, not well, a dying right. sacrifice
8: if I could just say one thing that I noticed <clears throat> first you'd have to figure out what he means by sacrifice how is he defining it and I think if you read a little further after that it explains it because it says acceptable to God right so if you were to bring a sacrifice it had to be like without blemish mm-hmm. right so if you're a living sacrifice then you have to try to be uh, without blemish mm-hmm.
0: as, as much as you can be Excellent.
8: separate right holy uh, otherwise, the sacrifice won't be acceptable exactly. to God.
1: Yes, yeah. I think of Yeshua talking about like if your eye causes you to sin, plug it up. Your hand, you know, and like that concept where it's like how, how, Yeah, how how serious it is if a part of your body causes you to sin. But then the flip side of that is you can you can keep God's commandments with your ears and mouth and eyes and hands and feet. You know, we see. I think of sometimes the, the Eshet Kail has several references to like arms and hands and you know feet and stuff. It's like the, there's parts of a woman's body that are bringing honor and glory to God. She's giving charity with her hands. She's strongly caring for her household with her arms and so forth. So grasping, yeah, Balms extended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's good. Um, I think um, as my wife tries to remind me. Um, and to your point, William, moving into the second verse, um, if we've been transformed, circumcised in the heart, um, renewed our mind, or had it renewed by God, that we're going to have that that blameless walk, right, and and be perfect. The the other time that word is used is at the end of uh, chapter five and verse forty eight where the the Lord says that we're to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is uh, or complete Um, but I I think what Alan tries to to get us to do in this house is to take various parts of life and elevate them to worship and you and I have talked about this before where it's just a meal it's it's a mundane thing, everybody does it but by by blessing him for what he's provided before him, by blessing him after we've been satisfied, by not using coarse language and fooling around at the table, which is, is normal my uh, problem. Elbows on the, table. the the idea is that 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 everyday common thing has been elevated to what is holy and acceptable to God and I think that whole concept of worship at the end of the verse is the is the key for me is that I, I can by rethinking life, by not thinking the way everyone else does, by having the Torah change me from the inside out, I can begin to think, here's another way that I can worship him as I do the the things that he's called me to do. And I'm not talking about um, pass out tracks and Printing Bibles and, and going overseas and doing stuff like that. I mean, you know, running an IT company, raising five kids, loving my wife, washing my car, normal, everyday things get elevated to a spiritual worship that is
4: a blessing to God. And, you know, from, from a Jewish perspective, <clears throat> One would argue that the "quote unquote" minutia of Judaism, right? Things like <coughs> put your left shoe on first, then put your right shoe on, then make sure you lace tie the or tie the right shoe first. I think right. it is. Uh, you know what? Where you know what does that have to
7: do with anything? Right? But.
4: You talk about infusing God into the most smallest mundane things okay. we do. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking in some way about obedience to God yeah. in, in something as mundane at as putting l- my shoes At out. a
0: level that is just so far beyond
2: but. going to church, <laughs> praying. You know. It did kind of feel like there were basically two commandments before. Go to church. And um, be careful what you do before you're married. That was about it. <laughs> I don't really know what else. I mean, it felt that way. Well, and, and also if, in the Sabbath on Sunday, right? But whatever. But it really, meant church. going to church. Yeah. And I think that was. I think yeah. that's the frustrating thing. I think it's ironic that people talk about the law of Christ, um, but the but the only person I ever quote for any kind of instruction is Paul. Yeah. Um, but the, the point though is that both of them are fleshing. Out, Messiah and Paul are fleshing out. What the Torah has said, and I think you know, I, I would love to get people's thoughts on Romans 13, which we did read this week on authorities, because I thought we said before we're, we're moving there.
4: <laughs>
2: this particular chapter is a lot more detail on obedience, which Yeshua references very briefly, but but quickly talking about paying taxes, mm-hmm. um, and you get I think there's there's a reference about not mocking rulers in in the Torah. And there's a reference in Jeremiah about uh, blessing or, or um, praying for your the city in which you are, speaking of the exile. And that's about it in, in the Tanakh, from what I can remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really, this is, I guess, like one of the benefits of when you have Paul on top of that, you have the foundation. And now, oh, here's the window trimmings. Here's what that might look like in the context of being stuck in Rome...
0: Well, maybe the same kind of thing that you were saying in Romans 12, right? You get these bumper stickers and these little speed bumps that you need to be aware of or remember and and, and work through, you know? Um, Let's read through it real quick. It's short. So who wants to uh, give me the first paragraph?
3: Good.
0: Everyone is to obey the governing
9: authorities. There is no authority that is not from God, and the existing authorities have been placed where they are by God. Therefore... Whoever resists the authorities is resisting what God has in instituted, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are no terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you like to be unafraid of a person in authority? Then simply do what is good, and you will win his approval, for he is God's servant, and therefore your benefit. But if you do what is wrong, be afraid, because it is not for nothing that he holds the power of the sword, for he is God's servant. There, as an avenger, to punish wrongdoers. Another reason to obey, besides fear of punishment, is for the sake of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's public officials, constantly attending to these duties. Pay everyone what he is owed. If you owe the tax collector, pay your taxes. If you owe the revenue collector, pay revenue. If you owe someone respect, pay him respect. If you owe someone honor, pay him
0: honor. Don't. That's seven, right? Uh, Yes, sir. That's the first paragraph. Okay. So who was it comes to mind out of the Tanakh that did that? Daniel. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what, four
2: different regimes he was a part of? But he always respected them. Yeah. Um, And even when he had to defy their laws, he always tried to do it in a way that was respectful. Honoring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even from the bottom of the deck <clears throat> right. And then I, I thought to me, maybe what I was curious about this past up at modern day real life um, <clears throat> passage raises a lot of questions about laws that we have to keep, like the speed limit that we may not necessarily like or agree with, um, and they don't have a biblical basis, but are strictly this is what the authority says and that's it. So the question I had was, <clears throat> it seems to me that verses one through seven, print's a pronoun a lot they're talking about the authority as a person um, rather than as as alex pointed out in our society where really the authority is a book so i guess the question that i'm curious about and maybe get your thoughts on when we read the context try to live this out today is this to say that we must obey every law on the books even the ones that the authorities don't enforce now you can talk about speeding which is a questionable one but then, on the, but for example, in New York, it is against the law to wear slippers inside your home after 10 p.m. Or sit on the sidewalk. So, the question is, if the law is, um, it's actually so awkward to repeal it because the authorities would get laughed at that these even on the books, they just choose not to enforce them at all. Can one take blanket refusal to enforce as permission to engage? Somebody else needs to answer this.
7: Okay.
2: <laughs> I won't I, answer it properly, so I can't do it.
0: What do you think, Todd? I'll oh. pass. <laughs> Scott? Uh, Speechless. Well, maybe we should hear from your sons before you. <laughs> <laughs> Speechless.
3: Yeah, I, I don't view um, declining
0: to enforce as license. Would you? Categorize failure to enforce in a biblical term for me. <laughs> I would call it gracious. Sure. And for me to
3: trample, flaunt on that grace,
0: yeah, um, to me just seems to be. Violating the first part of Romans 12 if everything that I do is going to be in obedience whether the authority has their act together or not to me, I just
3: yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not dissimilar I think to, to certain Torah commandments that we would look at and say I don't see a purpose in this mm-hmm. therefore I can choose not to obey it.
0: Mm. I don't know that that's exactly where Joshua coming from, but that is well, but, that is it, clever. It, it's, it's a similar similar, similar vein. Right. All right, well hang on, who's next? I'm
6: just saying certain laws can be, asinine, if I can use that term appropriately, um, and also maybe it was the lawmakers that are asinine. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and let's give for example um, in the state of. Colorado marijuana smoking is legal but federally it isn't right. so oh. oops so <laughs> who do you listen to which law law abides the state police
2: won't arrest you but a federal um marshal comes yeah. in well I mean, the other law. classic example that I think is the state of Georgia if you are driving in the left lane driving the speed limit and somebody behind you is driving like a bat of hell you can and get a ticket. You get a ticket for driving the speed limit because you're blocking them from going. Rightfully so. And yet, you that and yet the irony is, <laughs> if, right. the state that tripper, is if the state trooper decides That's why in, Germany, he's in the mood, you don't drive. He can give you lane. both a ticket. Even though so it's very confusing. It's but with they create laws that actually seem to contradict themselves. And, and now just work? having
6: anything in your mirror such as on anything, that's
5: obstructing View and can be. Why focused. do you think on earlier vehicles there was never to have a right mirror? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to be in that lane over here anymore. So, if I could just oh my
8: give you my point of view anyway. Yeah. This, this is just my personal opinion. Um, Isn't that what everybody's doing? I have no idea. I, yeah, well, I, I, has the, has I the, have the problems thing. with this one because. In my opinion, he's going contrary to what Yeshua said. Really? Right. So? Yeshua said he held up a denarius, right, and he oh. says, uh, "You know, whose face?" Whose likeness is Right. It. And then I says, "Give unto God what is God's, and what belongs to Caesar unto Caesar." Right. Now, obviously, the Jewish approach to that would be to ask a question: What belongs to God? Everything. So, in essence, what he was saying is, "Don't pay taxes." Because everything belongs to God. I don't think that there's, even, there's I,
0: even. I don't think we can get to that since he did say to pay. He told Peter to pay the tax, and that if he took the fish, he'd get the he'd get the coin to pay the tax for both of them. Hmm. Even though he knew and alluded to the fact that that tax was inappropriate
2: for Jews. But in addition, also the the denarius. That particular passage is. Um, rife with symbolism because sure. on the denarius, as he points out, as Caesar said, that Caesar is a god in Roman culture. Right. So he's actually holding up, effectively, a piece of idolatry and saying, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Well, yeah, Caesar is effectively playing these coinage, literally. So like providing that to him is like, it's almost like, God but doesn't even Caesar, want that. Like, doesn't even Caesar. matter. Caesar
4: is from God. He has
2: his authority from God.
4: Well, Caesar is from God,
8: according to this. Yeah. According to the people, according to Yeshua himself.
4: Well, <laughs> what? Shaul, verse one, is yeah. explicit on this point, right. but he's yeah. not making it up. Right? I means this isn't this isn't necessarily an original thought from him. He's expounding on uh, mm-hmm. on something here, right? Right. Which is to say, there's only one authority, guys, and that's Hashem. And every other authority that exists only has their authority because he has allowed them to have their authority.
2: Isn't that incoherent? Doesn't he say, "Don't worry about the judges that are corrupt because there are more judges above them, and then one authority overall"? Exactly.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so every authority, uh, every every authority, federal state. Local president, you know, uh, congregational authorities, church, synagogue, you know, whatever, right? Their authority, ultimately, whatever authority they have, or whatever authority they think they have, is is only by is only from God. So, if you have a an authority. Um, that is making some decision that's, in your opinion, contrary to, you know, other teachings of, of God, of the Scripture, of Torah.
8: Right, like when they outlawed circumcision in Rome.
0: Right. Couldn't well, say the Torah. or or even or,
4: or, or even, or even in our own modern our own modern day, right? I think. I mean, well, I can't speak for anybody else in the room, but. You know, I have a problem with um, with abortion being legal. Well, I don't. I don't have any problem with abortion as long as it's like murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the authority in this country and others, but specifically in the country we live in, yeah. has said it's legal. So. I disagree with that so if I wanted to uh, if I wanted to take action and I go chain myself to the entryway of the local abortion mill I fully expect to go to jail because it's against because that is legal and I would actually be by um, uh, vi- I would be violating the law as it were so even though my conscience may say i'm right doesn't matter if i'm right or not the law is the law and the authorities have who have the ability to enforce it will enforce it and i would expect to suffer whatever consequences yeah. i have to be willing to live with that we see that in paul's life there's times where paul went against the, the authorities right but he's not saying they don't have authority right he's just saying I'm not going to be obedient in this case because I, I, I think they're wrong. And when he took that stance, he was also willing to set the consequences because and, and they willing. still have the authority. And whether you agree with them or not. Mm-hmm. He,
0: I mean, he sat in that jail, and even when the doors opened, right. he stayed. Now, it's interesting you guys had um, different examples that were opposite. So, your example was when the authority had made something that we are told to do not to be able to be done. Yours was making legal something that we're told not to do. So you had a to do that you can't do, and you had a don't do that you can do. Positive and negative. Yeah. So which ones do you think we should focus on in our own lives? The things that we are supposed to do that we are told we cannot do, going back to Romans 12, or the things that we shouldn't do may not do that we're going to argue against and
3: it's the former well, that's tough
5: it's well the uh, in Clearly the beginning
3: it's the because you're not you, you don't
5: you're not you're not going to abort, the, abortion. Abortion. You you
3: abort right. the baby not right. okay. just, so that's it's just positive. yeah i don't like the fact that other people can't do this but i'm not being told i have to do it hmm. they
0: yeah. are okay. it by paying your taxes so but you <laughs> So well, I taxes go to the military. So yeah. I don't disagree with. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But on the other hand, we are to be the salt and light in the world, and it's changed through men like us. So, I, I think we've got a, a dichotomy there of how we spend our time. So what happens? Hmm. Is your question,
5: or what? was your question? Should we be focusing? On? on what God has told us to do? Or should we be focusing on what God has told us
0: not to do? Was that the question you posed? Basically, I'm trying to... I'm a simple man. I'm trying to boil it down. And there are a lot of laws we've got that I strongly disagree with. Some of them, Mm -hmm. you, you guys probably don't even know about, that have to do with firearms. Right? The fact that I actually have to get permission from anybody for... A right an inalienable right it, I, I have a real problem with that killing babies I have a really big problem with that not being able to worship my god whenever and wherever I, I deem appropriate Major would problem. be a problem for me Major problem. I guess to, to keep things in focus and, and, and on, on track here um, I think our lives should be, just as Greg brought us through with the spiritual worship in the last chapter, focused more on what we must do, and then secondarily, once we've got that down, you're putting your shoes on right, then we should be taking a look at what we may do, like we may kick up a ruckus and get rid of the only topless bar in our town, we only went there one time to pray. Just one time. That's kind of sad. I we tried, but that was legal.
2: Nobody said it was illegal. Whereas chaining yourself to the, front <laughs> the door fact that
0: the topless is bar legal. is legal is a problem, a problem. problem. for me. Yeah.
2: But but I think that Daniel's a great example of obedience and authority. We talk about you know. Uh, our money being put towards abortions there's the no guy evidence served... he went to Wait. the topless bar <laughs> or that he prayed against it oh but that he, <coughs> well, he prayed three times a day the point though is that daniel served a government that was pagan absolutely pagan 100%. they were they were responsible for bringing the children of israel into exile brutally murdering jews Castration. on the way they were, they were uh, responsible for um, unbelievable atrocities throughout history. He actually uh, served, didn't, didn't just simply live in these societies. He personally served the rulers of these societies. He's a member of the governments that you're maligning. I but guess. what he did, and it was so brilliant, is to your point, where the ruler said, you are not allowed to do what God said you must do. Daniel found the most appropriate way to object. In the case of, Jan- at the beginning, Daniel objects by offering a, a deal, essentially. An alternative. He offers an alternative. Later on, when he prayer. is faced with the prayer, ban on prayer, he realizes there's no alternative because of the way that their laws are structured. So he prays anyway, but he chooses to do it at home. And to, to Greg's point,
0: he knew he would pay the consequence. Mm-hmm. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yeah. Did the same thing. They knew. Hey, you know what? We're not confused. We did hear the music. We do understand the command. (laughs) We are not going to bow down. Put
9: put us in the furnace. We'll be fine.
5: As I've understood, um, we are commanded to follow the law of the land so long as it does not contradict with the law of God.
0: That's a great way of putting it. I would reverse it. No. We will follow the law of God. That's been Paul's point to this whole thing, to every every community he's talking to. You must keep the Torah. That's your standard of righteousness. So Mm -hmm. you will keep the law of God. And it teaches you that you need to be under the law of man as well because they come from God. But if you've got the Torah first, mm-hmm. then there can't be a violation. Correct. Because you would
1: not do it. Mm-hmm. So all of this, though, just feels like it makes Joshua's original question even that much more difficult to answer. We're all trying to avoid ma- like his,
5: his voice. Voice. It <laughs> makes his question really easy. It's just the uncomfortable part is, do you feel like... By the way... Um, Brock is listening along line long, and he just says, Amen. says Amen. Amen, brother. Amen,
0: Isaac, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: No, hey, I, I think his rock. question actually is really simple. It's also kind of like the 39 mill of Code, right? What do I feel is further than truly needs to be done? So, like, this whole passing law, right? Right. It's the line I should follow that. But, do yes, i, I, I I'm sorry. The only thing
4: I don't like about what you just said is feel. Decide. Again. It's feeling, Again. you know, it's not about whether I feel Decide. Then I what
5: I decide, I do not want to follow whatever I choose that I do not want to follow. Because like the whole slipper's in your house after ten o'clock.
8: Yeah, who's gonna
5: notice? I, well, not, does, it's not noticed, but is that how we're? It's to not noticed, well. well, but that, is that, that, why, is that, is that I mean. how
0: we're to live?
1: But that, you're saying that
5: me choosing is that it's okay.
0: I'm saying that
5: you the consequences. Yes, to accept the consequences. Right. So,
0: so let me let me just ask one quick question of my son. <laughs> so, so your your behavior. We, we read, should be an example mm-hmm. to believers and, and non-believers, non-believers and certainly to your children. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes into your house and sees you with the slippers on after 10 p.m. <laughs> in a place where it is not legal to do so, mm-hmm. what is it your... What is it your... Living sacrifice (laughs) is spiritually worshiping at that moment. Not at all. I am showing a disregard. Just so we're clear. No, we're We're clear,
1: sir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So the reason that this is just this might just be might be me, but the biggest worry here is if we're if what we're saying is the case, then.
0: But what are we saying, saying so we all know So, so far, what it sounds like... Or what like,
1: are you saying? That's so far, what are you saying? We're saying, so far... Nobody's in the boat with you here, For those Gastonia, <laughs> it sounds like what we're saying is the entirety of our country, state, and federal's laws, we are under those author- that authority and there- therefore should follow them all. Keep them. All the True. laws of the land.
3: To the extent they don't violate... Oh, religion. to the extent... Right, right, right. I, we, I can't think of any... Because we start but, with the Torah. Right,
1: yeah, I can't mm-hmm. think of any, but yeah, exactly. You to the extent any what? that any laws that in the command US. a violation of the law in the U.S., the, the, the Torah, a violation of the
6: now, Torah. Yes, but think Germany when you know Jews were hunted down. Oh, and yeah. And people yeah, hid them. There's, there's examples. Oh, of right, yeah, sorry, yeah
1: absolutely. So, but yeah. so here, yeah. here's why this is just so scary, is because that presupposes a thorough, not only study but also like demonstrating practicing out like the you know, tens awesome of thousands knowledge. of pages of state and federal law yes. which i don't think anyone in this room has ever read cover cover right
2: well, Nor mr we, martin like, might have well. <laughs> did read it all second time
7: through no, <laughs> <laughs> no um i've never read this, read this book so i'm not promoting it but i've heard that there's a good book called three felonies a day <laughs> that talks about how you cannot live a normal life without violating the law in this country. Something. I mean, you know, which was the only
2: reason why I brought up my question was, if we were to do this... Well, wait a minute, giving the example of Daniel.
1: Which meant that your answer to your own question was, if we are to keep it 100% fully, the, the law of the land, every nuance of it. But that's no, my point, no. that you have to know it all. The whole reason that we're here studying Torah is so that we can keep it, right? But no one even studies the laws of North Carolina. Right, so, so let's be clear. So, that, Let, okay. so let's be clear. I, I get where you come from. Let's be clear. <laughs> I flipped
0: it when he said it backwards. I think it's amazingly important that we recognize that the Torah is first. Oh, yeah. We need to know the Torah and we need to keep the Torah. If that's the case... As soon as you're done studying the Torah, get your butt into the legal books for North Carolina, Mecklenburg County, the United States. Any the, state you may enter into. And any state you may enter into. But the, if we start with the Torah, and we are known as law keepers, mm-hmm. obedient men, People of the book. then we can, and I think many of us know a lot of the laws already.
1: Well, and, and I, We I, know a lot of the ones it. that are enforced, to Joshua's point. But well, that's if, we base our entire if, knowledge of our state and federal laws based on the ones that we are that are obviously enforced, not the one, uh, not the nuances. You well, know? there are some of us that actually read statutes,
0: um, because mm-hmm. we don't want to but, carry a handgun where we shouldn't. But my point is that if if it's pointed out to us that something is wrong, that that it does violate terms. the law, if if you if you are told <laughs> that slippers are illegal to be warned... What state is that, anyway? New York. Because I'm not going back there. <laughs> <laughs> to New York or just New York City? Because oh I believe for New York City. I don't City. know. It was one, yeah. but, but my point is, if it talk to our attention as men of God, as law-abiders, then we should change our behavior. That's as far as I can go.
1: Oh, man.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. we <laughs> got two. One, two. Sure. So, I would, I would also just... Make a general observation that you know when we talk about you know tens of thousands of pages of codified law in the United States, the vast majority of that codified law is 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 things related to commerce and business litigation and and litigation, which doesn't affect your life and tax law and you know. All of that kind of stuff, right? Which, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to uh, engage in a business transaction, let's say that it involves purchasing real property, well, that's why there's a whole profession of real estate attorneys who are experts in all the statutes and bodies, federal, local, and state, that apply to that kind of situation, right? So in terms of the laws that we would, that, would, that would impact our daily behavior, on a consistent basis. I, I think we're talking about a much smaller subs- subset, in generally speaking. So.
1: That is that is true, but it's I, th- I do find it very interesting to think about the ones that are, are taught, so to speak. So that's an excellent point, because I was thinking, too, with, when it came to taxes, when it came to, to some of the parts of the law that are extremely detailed. There are whole sections of, of professionals that, that are experts at that. But it's interesting to think about driving because Joshua's point about speeding is always a very tricky one because driving is one of those things where like, there are a bunch of laws about, about driving, traffic laws. And so how do, how does the state and how has it handled that gives you a book and it says study this and then we're going to test you on it. But what's just so interesting is how that doesn't really happen in so many of the other areas. Like for instance, when you get married. There's a lot of laws about marriage, but there isn't like a book that you get handed and then you get to take a test on it, you know, and so I just think about men of God, right, and, and we, that is how we raise our family, that's how we raise our kids, we say, there is a book, you're going to learn it, and we're going to be quizzing you on it all the time, so that we get better and better at it, but then there's just this whole other section of societal laws and, and the other things that govern our day-to-day interactions or, or perhaps things that we don't even encounter, like where you can carry a firearm, right. uh, that, that are not so much following that, that process, where it's like, here's a book, learn it, and then we'll do it, you know? And so that's, that's where it, I, I kind of wonder, like, ah, is it just me, or do I, I'm feeling a little guilty for maybe not go, combing through the laws to determine which ones are applicable to citizens, and, uh, and ones that I would encounter often you know it's we'll see him next year what <laughs> <laughs> um,
8: so basically what you're saying i think it's good i just want to make sure that i understand it and i want going, to make sure it's good so it's good that you're doing this going back to the slippers right so yeah. what you're saying is that as long as it doesn't violate god's law even if it sounds ridiculous being men of god we should follow it that way we're showing the authority that, that we're not making a mockery of them, right? We're, we're respecting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we're I, respecting I,
0: God. I'm respecting God because I'm respecting them One sec. And I, I would, I would use a different example than the stupid slippers. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a great example. I to think, think that that it's bad, <laughs> But it's right. not a known example. Yeah, I, I think, I think a, a better example would yeah. be, glittering um, littering, would be jaywalking. My mandate to protect jaywalking. my family. <laughs> I am, I am required by God to, to care for my family, okay? I work because a man who doesn't work shouldn't eat. A man who doesn't care for his family is worse than an infidel. You know, these are, these are scriptural mandates. It's my job to protect my family. But if I bring my family to a place where I am unable to protect them in the way that I prefer to do it, which would be with a handgun, I defer. Because the law says I cannot. Now, the law that says a guy can put up a sign and stop me from protecting my family in that manner, I think is a ridiculous law. Mm-hmm. And I lobbied to get it changed. And it was changed. And now, it's not even a crime. If you go into a business who says you can't carry a gun here, you walk in with your gun, the only thing he can do is ask you to leave. Unless that oh. business has to be a bank, in which case... That's, that's not a, a issue. That's different. Yeah. That, oh, really? there's that. I was, uh, that, was, not, that,
8: was that. that.
0: Yeah, that's changed. So you can walk in, no problem. Banks, it's, that's federal law. Because
8: there's a movie theater that has it. So yeah. That could go into the Yeah, movie
0: well, room. that's exactly why the Aurora killing happened at that movie theater. It was the only one of the five in the same distance from his home that would not allow firearms to be in there. Hmm. So, yeah, we're good? Is yeah. it good? It's just good.
1: To, just to give an example. Oh, hang on. Hang on.
0: Go hang on. Go oh, Great. I was ahead. simply
3: going to say that it's a, it's a consistency in your walk as well. Yeah. Why should we be scrupulous law keepers when it comes to matter of Torah and get to pick and choose what we want to obey when it comes to civil law? Exactly. Exactly. It's a consistency of your walk. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I think it, it defines the character. Mm. Right? Your, your character has got to be in question if. You only obey the law when people are watching, right? Or when it's convenient. What you yeah.
1: that encouraged me about when you hear of something and that you yeah. would then, uh, being a man of the law, you would then take action on it. And I was going to use the example that you brought up, Joshua, jaywalking. Honestly, like before, I, I was pretty... You know, flippant about you or an aggressive or not the hand jaywalker, or the, or the walk sign. <laughs> I was can't believe no it. cars coming. I, uh, it was not, possibly you not in the middle of like the street, but at the crosswalk. You know, it's still considered jaywalking if you walk when there's a hand instead of the walk. Yeah, a... don't you remember but Mitch then, Miller? No, I don't know which Anyway, so then, so then I I, I started working at Duke Energy, and they have the a whole here? slew yeah. talking about like driver's ed. Right, they have a whole slew of laws and things that that we do as Duke Energy employees that we fully expect you to be aware of and keep that you do when you join. And one of the things is the whole crosswalk. They that's will, funny. they will literally fire you if they catch you walking across the street when there's a,
4: a, a oh, hand up, oh, <laughs> which is so, so cool that's though, funny. because then
1: it's like, well, now I am I've been way too aware of that. Obviously, I <laughs> so, so now when I'm walking with people that don't work at Duke Energy, know they just keep walking. I'm just standing there. Yeah, I going? And like It's like, I can't walk.
0: Yeah. No, like, it's hey. so nice to have my wife on my arm, and she knows. Till the little green guy goes, we ain't going anywhere. She just relaxes. One second. Yes, Mitch Miller was a band leader. But Mitch Miller, in the 60s, did all these commercials to stop people from jaywalking and getting hit by buses in New but, York City. Don't cross in between, cross at the green. We didn't but, get, you didn't get channels
4: in Illinois. <laughs> did you have buses in Illinois? But in New York. Oh my God. The whole concept of Oh, never should come to play, if you stay standing. <laughs> you you're going to get, get run over. Because <laughs> everybody
3: else is going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I
0: got, I got a real quick one, and we'll, uh, we'll tie it up. Brock has written a, a little missive. How do you square that mindset with how this country was founded? Avoiding the area with laws you don't agree with was the pilgrim's plan of action. Eventually, you run out of places to go. I don't agree with that premise, but we'll move
2: on. Well, the country's founded, I think, about 1776. That was definitely an opposition to an authority. Absolutely. An interesting question. But, but a not a separate debate.
0: But but not without...
2: Yeah, there's a, there's biblical uh, reasons for it. No, but no, no, say,
0: no. Not without a myriad amount of time and energy and right. everything to try and come to some agreement because... Anyway. Uh, at what point do you decide a law is not viable? I don't think you do. The ones our founding fathers revolted over were not grounded in the Torah necessarily, in my limited understanding anyway. Actually, some of them were. How far should you allow yourself to be pushed by a law that does not strictly violate the Torah but restricts your freedoms? Well, you're talking to a guy who lives for freedom and carries a handgun, so you know where I come from on
2: that. It actually kind of has me slightly inspired to go into the uh, North Carolina law, find laws that I think are ridiculous that I want to keep, and then email my my state congressman, like, can we just, I mean, I mean, we're talking about five minutes of your time here. Just get a quick vote to repeal these 19 laws because these are silly. These are silly, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, well,
0: let's close this topic. Brock, mm-hmm. I would I would love to just go at it with you on that one, but you're not sitting here, so you <laughs> have no standing, literally. It's <laughs> <laughs> a legal term, Brock. Work with me, man, work with me. Um, just intended. Just for, for anybody who wants to, Promote the idea that we need term limits. It's just driving me nuts that everybody keeps saying that of late. I've not heard any of you say it, but I, I, I hear didn't hear people, for eight years prior. I, I hear people saying constantly that we need term limits. What is a term limit? A you. term limit would be a law defining how many times a congressman or a senator could be uh, reelected. And I want everybody to know that we already have. Term limits. We have term limits for our president that are defined by law. He can only serve for two ten years. years. Ten. Ten years. It's the hmm. vice. The, the election. Ten years, not two terms. Ten years. I'm hmm. oh, sorry. Maybe they didn't read the law. Um, <laughs> <coughs> that. But we do have term limits for the congressmen. We do have term limits for the senators, and they're called election. If you don't want can them there,
1: keep with us. Explain the 10 year thing. Maybe after. I think everybody was. in this room was thinking you were about to say eight years. Eight years, no, yeah. It's I was, years. There's a death years. When if someone is elected, so they've served
3: two terms. And you get elevated to the office of president two years into your presidency, or in, into the term, you can still run for two more terms. But what happens huh. if you
2: get elevated in the first year? Right. Do you actually only have a three year term at the end? No, oh, if you good. get
0: elevated and you serve for three years, you can then serve, you may be elected through a second term, but you can't have uh, another one, because okay. you can't serve more than 10 years. Huh, is 10 I'm years sorry, did you guys, it's 10 years ever. Yeah, I know it's that like. And by time. the way, did didn't you guys go to about, civics class? I was, was, was about, the why why two was they, terms was did the did constitutional amendment. No. No. Um, we had, was it Franklin? Uh, what, Frank
3: Roosevelt. Orl that was why, they, why they, they made a law. It's, it's not a law.
2: It's, it's a an amendment yeah. to the, yeah, the yeah, Constitution. I don't think anyone has ever, ever I it was two terms. No, I can't
3: it only came no. up that Roosevelt served, what, yeah. five terms or something? Four or five terms? Four terms, yeah. Four terms. And then we changed it. It since his son would have been Gerald Ford if
0: he had gotten reelected, yeah.
8: So, but isn't that what they mean by term limits? Is they don't want them to
0: serve, right? And, yes. Like have a whole career. Yes, but we already have term limits for those people. They get elected. Senators get elected every six years. You can make the same Congressman
4: every for two years.
1: I
0: know.
1: I'm sorry. I know. You, the you same support the, the amendment. President.
4: The president has to be elected every four years. So why have yeah. a constitutional amendment <laughs> that says he can only serve ten? Because. It's not
0: a double standard because they're two different branches of government. And secondly, I don't have to argue that one because it's already an amendment to the Constitution. So it's already a foregone conclusion. But this, I'm just talking about the congressman. Everybody hates their congressman and they want term limits. If you don't like your congressman, <laughs> vote him out.
4: It shouldn't be an amendment to the Constitution. We, t- we tampered with the Constitution unnecessarily.
2: I agree. Mm-hmm. Can I make an appeal? Yes. It's already in this room. Yeah, that we. Yeah, I talking it. to you, Bubba. That we uh, revisit the remainder of Romans next week because it really would be a shame. To me. I know. Since yeah. we're yeah. packed. We four 15 16, is four, is in four the chapters, minutes. and and uh, we
0: we barely got through one. And you, what do you have? It's the first paragraph, and you threw through the monkey wrench. In. Sorry, you but know. it was really important oh. to me. No, I I I loved it. I
2: I think it's it's great when we have. You know, conversation and given that the name of the study is um, what about, what about me? me? The focus is on Hol- Holocon. I know this is not technically. Yeah, the logic. focus is on your slur. You all those, here. Questions. but this this is. Um, but I do feel like the end of Romans is so like oh, no. life. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah,
0: we will do Romans
2: again.
7: Also, Jonathan ducked out this time during the during, vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> that's right. We so wait so till he gets <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah.
0: now, we to be gentle though.
7: Right, especially when funny. you read
0: what it says. Yeah, we don't all right. Well, gentlemen, I just want to thank you. Man, it's good to
2: have you back. Thank you. I, I hope. I mean, is it going to be a regular thing or is it once a year? I'm no, no. To we, okay. We're going to try again. Really All good. right. You yeah, guys you. took
8: a big break, so I kind of...
2: Yes, we did time it kind of awkwardly. Was it around one the month? It Prior one month. Was, oh, never mind. Huh? Yeah, it was the month. Just one month. You always take that month off. Yes, well, <laughs> it is. But he hasn't been here every time, so... <laughs> but now he knows. Now he knows. Yeah. All know right. Bye. That. <sighs> that was great. Good. That was
0: spirited. Your political juices are flowing now. Yeah, I'm just wondering if I need, <laughs> if, if I need to stay up late and argue with Brock. Um, <laughs> love that guy. You want to pray for us?
4: The honor to. Aminam Makain, our Father our King, we just give you praise. Uh, we thank you for um, the ability that we still have in this great country of ours to gather together and to debate, to discuss, and to study, and to learn, and to um, wrestle with your word In uh, you, the, um, the, the words of the prophets, the words of the Messiah, the words of the apostles that you have uh, sent uh, before us. I pray that you would help us to rightly divide your word. I pray that you would help us to hide your word in our hearts, that we might not sin against you. I pray that you would bless every one of these men and families they represent. I pray that you would keep them healthy, keep them strong, uh, give them everything they need to serve their families and their communities, um, and especially give them the things that money cannot buy, love, joy, peace, happiness, um, long-suffering, mercy, and grace. And I pray that you would just um, keep us all safe and bring us back together swiftly and soon. Amen. 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 I do want